Hello and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone, welcome back. As promised, today's episode is about a non-fiction book that I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, and it's about the first mountain climbers to summit the Himalayas. It's titled The World Beneath Their Feet, and it's written by Scott Ellsworth. I know I've been doing a lot of episodes lately on fiction books, so it's nice to mix it up a bit. And I don't know about you, but I'm a huge history buff, which is why this particular book caught my eye. And even though I'm a history buff, and I know some people who listen to this podcast are too, it's definitely not a prerequisite for this book. This is one I'd recommend to anyone who's intrigued by the description, which I'll share with you now. The story starts in the 1930s as tensions are rising between European powers and the storm that is World War II is brewing on the horizon. And while these political tensions are building, mountaineers from Great Britain, Germany, and the US are all competing against one another, but also with themselves to see who will be the first person ever to summit the world's highest mountains in the Himalayas. And unlike today, the mountaineers of the 1930s and 40s had no modern technology. The maps, photographs, and overall knowledge that they did have was extremely limited. Remember, no one had summited these mountains before. So no oxygen tanks and none of the winter or climbing gear that hikers have today. They wore thin leather boots, piled on as many knit sweaters and socks as they could, and set out to achieve something that no one had done before. And these mountain climbers weren't exactly professionals. I mean, some were experienced, but they weren't like the professional climbers today. They were typically a ragtag group of individuals with all sorts of unique backgrounds. There was even one climber who, after serving in the military, actually ran a successful women's clothing store before attempting to climb some of these mountains. Point being, they were typically the oddballs or outliers of society. And it's an important aspect of the story because it makes what they accomplished that much more impressive. These were a bunch of brave individuals from all walks of life who all shared this crazy dream of achieving something that no one had done before. Which is why this book is great for anyone who has an adventurous spirit themselves. Or even if you don't, but you admire those who do. Because this book was nothing short of awe-inspiring. And it was thrilling too. You feel like you're right there alongside them on each and every climb and as the years progress as they struggle on their race to the top. There were several things that really brought this story to life, but some of them were the fact that this book was thoroughly researched. The author included all of the facts, figures, dates, and numbers, as well as the personal histories of the different climbers. Plus, he also included all of their full names, and not just the American and European climbers, but the Sherpas as well, which I really appreciated. He fully acknowledged that the Sherpas were a vital part of each expedition, and without them, the Westerners wouldn't have been able to summit these mountains at all. Almost every person that's a part of this story was written about with respect and admiration in regards to what they accomplished. And I say almost everyone because there were one or two people who were Nazis, so there's that. 
but this is a historical book and that is part of history. Which was another aspect that was really enlightening. Like any history book, it was really interesting to read about this story and see how it fits into the greater framework of what else was happening globally during this time. If you're a fan of The Crown on Netflix, for example, and you remember the storyline of King Edward VIII, the one who abdicated the throne, which is essentially how Queen Elizabeth came to rule, then it's kind of cool to read about these expeditions that were taking place in the Himalayas while that was going on back in England. I'm also using the crown as a reference for this because I'm not sure how familiar you are with British history, and it's a great show. But the point being is that it's really cool to see or be reminded of these different events that overlap and connect. And the author, Scott Ellsworth, writes about all of this with respect and admiration. It's still a very factual read, so in a lot of ways it's like a typical history book, but there is a personal admiration that seeps through in his writing. It's this awe that he has for these individuals and a regard for the amazing feats that they were able to accomplish. And rightly so. These people, Westerners and Sherpas alike, deserve their story being told. Before reading the book, I actually never knew who the first person was to reach the top of Mount Everest. Therefore, I was actually really surprised to learn that it was actually two people, one man from England and the other from Nepal. And I don't want to give anything else away, because by the time I reached this part of the book where he tells the story of their summit, I had a huge smile on my face and just felt so proud, like I had been there alongside them. That being said, by the time these climbers did reach the top of Everest, I did feel a huge sense of relief because it was starting to get frustrating that so many climbers before them weren't able to make it to the top. Granted, they were setting records and reading about everything leading up to this was fascinating. I personally just started to get a little frustrated that no one could get to the top of Everest. I also realize how hilarious it is for me to say that because I'm just reading about it and I can't imagine how the climbers themselves must have felt. Plus, it's not a critique of the book or the author because it's literally just how the events unfolded. It required so many people to lay the groundwork up to that point. But what I take away from it is that it's less about competition and more about what we can achieve when we work together. These were people from different walks of life and even different parts of the world who came together relying on one another in pursuit of the same goal. Additionally, every time a group of climbers did come together to see what they could accomplish, no matter how far they got, they helped lay the groundwork for all the climbers that came after them. In the book, the climbers themselves knew this and explained that every expedition stands on the shoulders of those who came before them. And this is just a small glimpse into the way Ellsworth did such a great job opening readers' eyes to what a harrowing and emotional experience this was. He still included all of the facts and numbers like I already mentioned, so it isn't a super narrative read, but he still manages to keep the overall focus on the climbers so that readers really get to know them beyond just their names. Which is why it's not surprising that this book, which came out in February of last year, was the winner of 2020's National Book Award for Best History slash Biography, and a book that I'd give 5 out of 5 stars. It's great for anyone with that adventurous itch to get out into the world and work against the odds to achieve something monumental. If this sounds like you, then I definitely urge you to give this a read. And in the meantime, feel free to follow Brutally Honest Books on Instagram. I also have a Goodreads account as well, so 
All the books I review here are also over on Goodreads. So if you have an account too and you want to be able to add the books I review here to any of your bookshelves, feel free to add me. It's also under Brutally Honest Books. And on that note, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes and subscribe from wherever you're listening from. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. 